Well, good morning. It's good to be here. Good to see you all. If you would please open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. That's where we'll begin this morning. Uh, This time last year, I'd been a youth minister for about a month and a week, and I hadn't really developed many relationships yet. And so my sermon wasn't necessarily tailored (laughs) uh, in a personal way, but I've gotten to be with Haley, our our senior this year, uh, for a full year, Uh, even had the privilege and honor to baptize her. We've developed a a bond uh, with her whole family, and it's, it's been great. And so this morning... Uh, this lesson will be for her, but it's also going to be for all of you. Hopefully that there is something in here that each one of you can take home with you. Uh, Senior Sunday, 2023. This is a time that we honor our high school graduates as they get ready to venture out into the world on their own. I graduated 16 years ago. I know it looks like I only graduated a couple years ago, I guess, but it's 16 years But I still remember the excitement and the joy that I felt for this new upcoming stage in my life. It was, uh, I couldn't sleep. I mean, it was exciting, you know. I was going with all my friends. We were going to college. We were, uh, I finally could make my own decisions. Life was, life was going to be amazing. And uh, as you get ready to leave home and become your own responsible adult, I would just like to leave you with a few thoughts that I hope you will carry with you through your time in this world. And these are thoughts that uh, I wish somebody had brought to me. And if they had, I wish I would have listened, honestly. (laughs) But this lesson is for you and for everyone here. So our first thought this morning is going to be really basic. Build your life on the foundation of Christ. Matthew 7, 24 through 29, Jesus says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it has been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. This verse is pretty, this passage is self-explanatory. But you have an, a wonderful opportunity to build a life for yourself and eventually your family to come. But I would advise that we build our lives and our homes on the foundation of Jesus' teaching and the apostles' teachings. As someone who has lived on both sides of this world, I can guarantee you that living for Christ is the only way to live. The Word of God covers all the issues you will run into. Uh, That is 100% true. I've heard that my whole life, and it wasn't until I started studying my Bible I realized it was true, and I say that it's true to you as well. The Word of God will help you through your trials and your issues. It will comfort you. It will bring you joy. What this world would have you make your foundation is money, power, selfishness, and pride. But the teachings of Jesus and the apostles will lead you to build a foundation of love, compassion, grace, mercy, and steadfastness, which we read earlier, will produce perseverance. Read your Bible, stay close to God, and build your life on Jesus and the apostles' teaching. 
They will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. They will help you discern right from wrong and will even help you choose the right partner. Make the decision every morning to apply and build your life on Jesus and the apostles' teaching, and the rest will fall in line. We'll end with Hebrews four twelve through 13. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him who must, whom we must give account. Thought number two I'd like to bring to you all is when in doubt, take a nature walk. It doesn't look like I walk much, but I really quite enjoy it. And uh, this world is a super depressing place. That's not news to any of you. This place is very depressing. And it takes its toll on the mind and on the spirit, and it causes sadness, and it causes, it'll cause you to doubt your faith. And when these things happen, like I said, I recommend a nature walk, because personally, nothing puts my position on this earth into perspective like walking alone with God and nature. The fresh air and escape from this concrete jungle are, are good for you, first of all. But I also realize how insignificant I am when I see all the wildlife, all the things God takes care of. I see how small I really am when I pass the giant trees. And I realize how much control I don't have. At all, that's why it's so important that my foundation is in Christ and that our foundation is in Christ because we are not in control. Being in nature puts us in the place God designed for us to dwell in and therefore it lifts the spirit and reminds us that what our God is capable of. Paul will write in Romans for his invisible attributes, that's uh, God, not Paul, his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. When you feel distant from God, go put your toes in the grass and feel his power through the ground. When you feel alone and anxious, look at the lilies of the field and know that God has provided for them and he will provide for you. Matthew 6, 28-30 This earth is a wonderful and glorious place that declares the majesty of the God that we serve. And I believe it serves us well as Christians to spend time in it. It helps to put our minds into perspective. As Job will say in chapter 12, 7 through 9, as he answers his friends, But ask the beasts, and they will teach you, the birds of the heavens, and they will tell you, or the bushes of the earth, and they will teach you. And the fish of the sea will declare to you, Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? And his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. Again, when in doubt, go to nature. And number three. Last year, I, my, my sermon was like 40 minutes long. It's going to be quite, quite short this year. because You don't have to fancy it up. Remember your church family and also attend a church where you're at. Kind of two in one there. In 2019, Lifeway did a study on high school graduation rates uh, and those who are staying in church after they graduate. And uh, 75%, this is 2019, I'm sure it's higher, uh, 75% quit attending church altogether, which is a shame. 
It's a really sad statistic, but I understand. I mean, 18 years of being forced to go to services every morning instead of sleep in, you know, I, I, I get that. Uh, you have the freedom to make your own decisions now. In our society, church takes a back seat to, to work and ball games. Those are more important. And so it's an easy decision as a young person growing up in this to, uh, to make those same decisions because now you have work to do and eventually you'll have extracurriculars with children of your own. But I would advise you to stay involved in a church no matter where you're at. Nothing will help you build your foundation as having a church family. Most of the time, your most true, honest, and loyal friends will be those that you have a relationship with in Christ. Please do not forsake that. God established the church through his son so that we could build each other up, that we could care for one another, and to help each other in bad times and rejoice with each other in the good times. The church is full of sinners who have struggled with the same struggles that you will deal with. And so take advantage of this vast wealth of knowledge you have at your disposal, contained within the body of Christ. That being said, don't forget us. Don't forget your church home. Visit them when you have the chance and call on them in times of need. Second to your immediate family, I truly believe that no one in this world will love and care for you as much as your church family will. They want to see you succeed and are willing to help you in every step of the way. After all, the beginnings of your foundation have been laid here with them. They've watched you grow. I can't tell you how many times I hear people talk about how they miss seeing or or hearing from these young people that graduate and they they don't come back. And not not even here. They just don't attend. And they they don't even come visit. It's like church has been a burden on them their whole lives instead of what it's really meant to be, which is a group of believers, a family that love each other and support each other. And it happens so often, and and we move on, which is what's supposed to happen. We're supposed to move on, you know? That's, That's the whole point of growing up. But don't feel guilty about moving on. But forget that there's hundreds of people, 200 at least that I can, that I can see, that love, that have loved and invested in you. They will always be here when you need them because, after all, they are your family. Ephesians two nineteen through 22. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens of the saint, with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you, are, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. I condensed this message several different times because you don't need to fancy it up with words that don't mean anything. These thoughts are true and they're from the heart. And I think I can speak for the congregation uh, when I say that we love you. We love all of, our, all of the kids, but the graduating seniors, you're not, you're not going to be forsaken. You call on us in your time of need and we'll be there. I want to thank you for letting me minister to you this year and for the opportunity to baptize you and also your sister. That's just been 
I mean, icing on the cake as a, as a youth minister. Life with Christ is a wonderful adventure. It truly is. And it's not as bad as society will have you believe. Especially if you build your upcoming life in the teachings of Jesus and his apostles. If you remind yourself just how big and capable our God really is, you cannot fail. If you get involved with the church where you are at, and if you remember that this church family loves you unconditionally, and that we will always have your back, you will set yourself up for success every time. Now, as we bring this lesson to a close, we didn't have an opportunity to talk about uh, Christ and what he does for us, but I do want to extend an invitation because Christ is here for us, as John talked to us about. The grave is empty, and the way to God is through him, and the invitation is open to you if you have the need to be baptized or prayers of the church for confession or repentance. It's what we do. We're here for you. We'll always be here for you because we're church family. It's what it's all about. And so as we get ready to close, I just want to reiterate, life with Christ is a wonderful adventure. I promise you that. I guarantee it. And it will be the best decision you ever make to build your life on him and his teachings. Well, as we bring this lesson to a close, I'd like to, again, extend that same invitation. Please come forward as we stand and as we sing.